Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Hi, Truth Seekers. I am so glad to have you back with me for another episode. We've been learning about the prophet Jeremiah. In fact, we've learned a lot about prophets in the Old Testament. The prophets did not have the easiest job, did they? God used the prophets to be his voice to the people. He used the prophets because the kings, who were supposed to be leading the people in the ways of the Lord, had turned their backs on God and looked to idols to worship. The kings had built altars and idols to false gods all throughout the land. And just like the kings, the priests also had become corrupt. The priests were supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the people. They were the ones who offered the sacrifices on behalf of the people at the temple unto the Lord. But even the priest no longer represented the people before God. Instead of offering the best sacrifices unto the Lord, the priest would keep it for themselves and make a profit off of it. In many cases, the high priest had let greed and idol worship consume them. The very men who were supposed to be leading the people in worship unto the Lord were no longer following the ways of the Lord. They had broken the covenant. Do you remember the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? God said, I will be your God and you will be my people. God promised Abraham that he would bless him and make him into a great nation and that all peoples of the earth would be blessed through him. God had made a covenant, a promise to Abraham and his descendants. But now Abraham's descendants had forgotten the covenant. They forgot they were God's chosen people. They forgot the covenant they had made with Yahweh at Mount Sinai, where Moses came and stood before them with the Ten Commandments. And they said, yes, we will obey. We will follow you, God, and obey. They forgot. They forgot the very first commandment God made with them in the covenant that said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And so, God told Jeremiah to give them this message. Listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. Tell them that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is the man who does not obey the terms of this covenant, the terms I commanded your forefathers when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the iron-smelting furnace. I said, Obey me and do everything I command you, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your forefathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you possess today. Then the Lord said to Jeremiah, Proclaim all these words in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Listen to the terms of this covenant and follow them. From the time I brought your ancestors up from Egypt until today, I warned them again and again, saying, Obey me. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their evil hearts. So I brought on them all the curses of the covenant I had commanded them to follow, but that they did not keep. 
Then the Lord said to Jeremiah, There is a conspiracy among the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors, who refused to listen to my words. They have followed other gods to serve them. Both Israel and Judah have broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. The towns of Judah and the people of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they will not help them at all when disaster strikes. You, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns, and the altars you have set up to burn incense to that shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Do not pray for this people or offer any plea or petition for them, because they have turned their backs on me. The people were so far away from God that they did not care or want to seek his face or look to him for help. They thought they were fine. They did not think they were doing anything wrong. In fact, many of the priests and false prophets had told them, Do not listen to Jeremiah. We are at peace. God loves us. We can do whatever we want. But God gave Jeremiah another object lesson. Because the people would not listen, God told Jeremiah to show them what he was trying to say. This time, the object lesson would be with clay. Have you ever seen someone use a potter's wheel? Have you seen them place a blob of clay upon the wheel and then spin the wheel as they use their hands to mold and shape the clay into a beautiful piece of pottery, such as a bowl or a vase? Maybe you have never seen a potter's wheel, but I'm sure you have seen Play-Doh. Have you ever played with Play-Doh? And you've taken your hands and you've molded and shaped the Play-Doh into a form that you wanted to make it into? Well, God told Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house where he would be forming and molding and shaping clay. There he would give Jeremiah a message. So Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and there he saw the potter working on the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. This means that it did not turn out the way that he wanted it to. It did not look right. Something about the bowl was wrong. It was misshapen. And so the potter did something with that bowl. And all at once, the potter took the marred bowl that he had been shaping and smushed it down back into a lump of clay. He began to start over on the clay, shaping it and reshaping it and remolding it into a pot that seemed good and best to him. After Jeremiah watched the potter working on his pot of clay, the Lord said to Jeremiah, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter does? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. 
And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Now this is what the Lord says, I am preparing a disaster for you, so turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions, just as this potter has reformed and changed this bowl of clay. But sadly, the Israelites still would not listen. They continued to follow their own plans, and they followed the stubbornness of their own evil hearts. Well, as you can imagine, the words of Jeremiah did not make the people of Judah very happy. Instead of hearing God's warning and falling on their faces to repent and seek the Lord, they came after Jeremiah. The high priest of the temple at this time was named Pashur, and he was in charge of the temple of the Lord. And when he heard Jeremiah prophesying these things, he had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put in chains at the upper gate of Benjamin at the Lord's temple. The next day, when Pashur released Jeremiah from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord's name for you is not Pashur, but terror on every side, for you have not listened to the Lord. You have lied to the Israelites and told them they were not living in sin. You have proclaimed peace. You will see destruction because of your sin and leading the people astray. Oh, true seekers, were there any Israelites left in the land who still served the Lord? Was there anyone left? To answer that question, the Lord gave Jeremiah another object lesson. The Lord showed Jeremiah two baskets of figs placed in front of the temple of the Lord. Now figs are a type of fruit. And Jeremiah looked and there he saw two baskets of figs. This time God was going to use two baskets of fruit as an object lesson to show his message to Jeremiah. The Lord said to Jeremiah, what do you see? One basket had very good figs, like those that ripen early and were delicious to eat. The other basket had very poor figs, so bad that they could not be eaten. Jeremiah looked at the baskets and he answered the Lord, I see figs. The good ones are very good, but the poor ones are so bad they cannot be eaten. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Like these good figs, I regard as good the Israelites from Judah, whom I will send away from this place to the land of the Babylonians. My eyes will watch over them for their good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart. But like the bad figs, which are so bad they cannot be eaten, says the Lord, so will I deal with the king of Judah, his officials and the survivors from Jerusalem. Whether they remain in this land or live in Egypt, I will make them abhorrent and an offense to all the kingdoms of the earth, a reproach and a byword, a curse and an object of ridicule wherever I banish them. Oh, true seekers, did you hear that? 
There were those in Judah who would be saved. There were good figs among the rotten ones. There were those who had chosen to follow God with all of their hearts in the midst of those who had turned their backs on God. These Israelites God would not abandon. God would be with them. Even though they would have to leave the land, God would bring them back safely. God would go with them and protect them. God saw those who remained faithful to him, and he would be faithful to them. This was hope for Jeremiah's heart, that all was not lost for his people. He would need strength. He would need hope, for something was about to happen. Something was about to happen to Jeremiah that would require the strength of an iron pillar, the strength of a bronze wall, and the strength of a fortified city. God had promised he would strengthen Jeremiah for just such a moment as what was about to happen. Suddenly, the priest and the false prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. And as soon as Jeremiah had finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priests and the false prophets and all the people seized him and said, You must die. Why do you prophesy in the Lord's name that this city will be desolate and deserted? And all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard about these things, they went up from the royal palace to the house of the Lord and took their places at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and all the people, This man should be sentenced to death because he has prophesied against this city. He is prophesying that our city will be destroyed and we will be taken away into exile just as the northern kingdom of Israel was. You have heard it with your own ears. Then Jeremiah said to all the officials and all the people, The Lord has sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the things you have heard. Now reform your ways and your actions and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring the disaster he has pronounced against you. But Jeremiah, he was not afraid of this mob of people. He said to them, As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me whatever you think is good and right. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of innocent blood on yourselves and on this city and on those who live in it. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to speak all these words in your hearing. Then some of the elders the older men of Israel who had remembered another prophet long ago named Micah, who had prophesied similar words as Jeremiah. They said, This man should not be sentenced to death. He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. We are about to bring a terrible disaster on ourselves. And so Jeremiah was not handed over to the people to be put to death. Jeremiah escaped death that day. And even though he came close to death, it did not stop Jeremiah from speaking the words of the Lord. I don't know about you, but if I were Jeremiah, I might have asked the Lord, I have done everything you asked and it almost got me killed. Can I stop speaking your word now, Lord? Can I go home and stay safe and sound in my house now, Lord? But not Jeremiah. No, Jeremiah was not afraid to speak the words of the Lord, even if it meant death. 
He had the words of the Lord burning in his heart. He had been given boldness and courage, and the words of the Lord were like a fire. So much so that he said, If I try to go home and not speak his word anymore, I can't. His word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. And so Jeremiah continued to proclaim the words of the Lord to the people like a fire burning in his heart. Dear True Seekers, is the word of the Lord burning in your heart like in Jeremiah's? Do you feel the fire of God as you listen to Jeremiah's passion for the Lord and his word? Do you know the word of the Lord so well that you just can't keep it to yourself? Is it like a fire in your bones? If God's word is not alive and burning within you, can I suggest that you ask the Lord to make you like that lump of clay on the potter's wheel that Jeremiah saw? God told the Israelites that they were like that lump of clay and that God is like the potter. He takes us into his hands and he molds us and shapes us to look like him. But this means we have to surrender our whole hearts. We have to choose to place ourselves on the potter's wheel and let him work in us. We are like the clay. We are like the Play-Doh being molded and shaped. He puts his hands upon us and presses us down and squeezes us here and pushes us there. And sometimes it might be a bit painful, but in the process, he is making us into something beautiful. He is making us to reflect him and his glory. Let God use you today. Don't be like the Israelites who turned their backs on God and could no longer be used by him. Let him put his words inside of you like a fire in your bones so that you can speak his name and his truth to those around you who need to hear it so that they too might repent and come to know him as their Lord and Savior. Speak the name of Jesus. Let his name be on your tongue and lips. Let his truth pour from you like a fire that catches and spreads. If you'd like to read about Jeremiah at the potter's house, you can find it in Jeremiah chapter 18. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we repent of our sinful ways. Oh God, we repent of worshiping false gods that we have turned to. We repent of looking to other things and people to be our gods when you are the true and living God. Please forgive us for looking to other things and worshiping false gods. You are the only God who can save us. You are the only God who hears us when we cry out to you, who saves us and who forgives us. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven. We thank you that it's not too late to receive your forgiveness. Thank you that you give us a chance every day to come to you, to seek your face, to turn towards you. Thank you for washing us clean and for placing your words of truth inside of us. Let your words be like a fire in our bones that we can't not speak about you because you are so real and so full of life. We will speak your name. We will speak the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come and light a fire in our hearts that burns for you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, before we go, it's that time again to catch up on some more reviews. I want to read this review from Abby Hummel. It says, we love listening to Truth Seekers. My name is Annie. I am six. My favorite episode is about Joash. My brother Thomas is five, and his favorite episode is about Jezebel, the bloodthirsty grandmother. Mom here, I have a degree in theology and write Bible studies, and I love how faithful the True Seekers episodes explain God's word to my children. We praise God for your ministry. Thank you, Abby, and thank you, Annie and Thomas, for listening. This next review says, my seven and four-year-old must listen every night. This podcast has blessed our family so much the past few months. My daughter recently invited Jesus into her heart in response. Thank you for this ministry. Well, that is the most exciting thing for me to hear. I love hearing that. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. And thank you, Jesus, for that. This next review says, we listen to your podcast every time we get in the car and sit down to eat breakfast. It's the only podcast my kids ask for. Our favorite episodes are the Holy Week episodes, and we love our t-shirts. Love Olivia, Helen, and Isaac from Birmingham, Alabama. Thank you, Olivia, Helen, and Isaac. This next review says, thanks so much for your prayers. I am seven, and that's from Addie. Thank you, Addie. This next review says, I love your podcast. I really love it. Me and my brother love to listen to it in the car and sometimes in our house. Our ages are five and seven and our names are Solomon and Elliot. I like your podcast so much. I really hope you're well. I love listening to your podcast. I hope you keep bringing new ones out. Thank you, Solomon and Elliot. Don't worry. I'm going to keep bringing new ones out. This next review says, hi, my sister and I love your podcast. It is the perfect podcast for us. And the way you share the Bible with us is just great. We hope you will have another series soon. And we can't wait for the next Advent series. Jeremy and Sarah, age seven and five. Thank you, Jeremy and Sarah for listening. Finally, this last review says, started doing it with my kids for our morning devotions and we love it. Thank you so much, everyone, for all of your support, for the reviews, for listening, for supporting. Um, I do want to remind you, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. If you subscribe there to be a monthly subscriber, you'll receive extra resources that go along with each episode. And I'm also uploading all the prayer guides over there as well. So be sure to check that out. Thanks for joining me today, True Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.